Welcome to worship, everyone. It's good to be here as we continue our sermon series, the Rethink, the lies that we tell ourselves, worldly lies. And the lie we're going to focus on today is that everything should be fair. I should get what I deserve. Good people should get good things, and bad people should get bad things. Now, how you define good and bad is going to play into how that all works out in our message uh, we all know that uh, life isn't fair and we don't always get what we deserve. But I want you to think about that, is, about this. Is that always a bad thing as we think about it in terms of being a Christian? Um, a few announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, 
If you haven't, take a look at your bulletin and make sure there is a, a meal train link there for Dolores Jacobson, our organist on Monday nights over at our Glendale site. Uh, she has had a hip replacement and she is uh, needing uh, meals. Um, I benefited from that meal train about three years ago. So if you are able, please take a look at that link and sign up. I believe it's for every other night. Um, and that truly would be a blessing to her to not have to worry about uh, cooking and getting around. And so I think the, the site's pretty self-explanatory. So take a look at that. And we are also hiring a discipleship director. And this is kind of a, a morphism of what Dennis Ashour's old position was. Um, make sure you look in your bulletins though for a job description and if you either you yourself or you know someone that might fit the bill for that. Um, so make sure you take a look at your bulletin for any and all accurate information. Don't rely on me because I'm always going to mess it up. All right. So as you are able, I invite you to rise for our first song, Indescribable. Creations revealing her majesty. 
As we prepare our hearts for confession and we sing this song, He Is, it's still kind of a new song for us. But it's a wonderful reflection on all that He is. It names so many scriptures off into this lyric. If you're troubled, if you're troubled, heavy hearted, come to Jesus and find your peace. If you run down and have minded, come to Jesus and find your strength. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whom 
true spirit is no deceit. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. God is omniscient. He knows everything about us. He perceives our thoughts from afar, and he knows our every thought before it is spoken. A comfort, though in the words of St. John, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice of our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. That is why we worship and praise our indescribable, amazing God. Jesus is our comforter, counselor, and prince of peace. He is our defender, deliverer, and king of kings. He is our refuge from the storms of life and our redeemer that won our salvation. He, he is all that we need. Let us now humble ourselves and reflect on our sinful nature and our desperate need for a savior. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and our neighbor in thought, word, and deed. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. Your compassion, forgive us our sins, things known and unknown, things we have done and failed to do. Create in us a pure heart, O Lord, and guide us by your spirit so that we may live according to your will, bring honor and glory to your name. Amen. Well, as we get into the message and the theme for today, the lie we tell ourselves that things should be fair and we should always get what we deserve. Well, thank God that we don't get what we deserve. We come to our Lord with confession and no matter what we have unburdened at the foot of the cross, is has been forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maybe seated.
we're forgiven. Come on, sing it out. Because of your love, our hearts are clean. We lift you up with songs of of your love yeah 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 amen will you bow your heads with me heavenly father remind us each day that we live in your forgiveness by mercy and grace. And we thank you that we don't get what we deserve, that we don't get what our deeds have earned us. We don't reap what we sow, but we get what your son inherited for us. Help us to live lives of thanksgiving each and every day for that. In the name of Jesus, amen. And our first reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, a man cannot discover anything about his future. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these. A righteous man perishing in his righteousness and a wicked man living long in his wickedness. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked, and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. And as you're able, I invite you to rise for the reading of our gospel, which comes from John chapter 16. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Please be seated. We always want God and his ways to make sense to us, don't we? I mean, we have a set way in our heads that we think things should work. If you work really hard, then you should be successful. But it doesn't really always work out like that, does it? If I work out hard and keep working out till I drop, I can look like this guy or that gal in the gym or the people I see in those magazines. 
Have you ever seen people that just, no matter what they do, don't ever gain any body fat, even if they only work out once a month? Then we get to the main idea or the lie that we're dealing with today. Life should be easy and without trouble for people who are faithful, for people who are good. They shouldn't have to suffer the same earthly pain as a non-believer, or as King Solomon told us in Ecclesiastes, somebody who is wicked, someone who rejects God. So good people shouldn't feel the pain that the world has to bring. But bad people, they should suffer. They should be the only ones who feel the results of a broken world of sin. Now, good and bad, there I am oversimplifying things again. But even in our minds, we know it doesn't work that way, but our hearts yearn for it too. Well, let me greet you with grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now, Solomon, in our text, is telling us after seeking fulfillment in pleasures and treasures. Pleasures and treasures of the world, and he found none. And we often see bad things happen to good people. There was a rabbi back, I think it was back in the 70s, that wrote a book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, because his son at 14 years old was struck with a horrible disease, and he started to question his faith. And without getting too much into detail, he came up with the idea that God is not all-powerful because, of course, a loving God would not allow a young man to contract such an awful disease. Now, that would take us down another rabbit hole that God's not all-powerful. But evil people also seem to flourish in the world, don't they? The sun rises on the good and the evil. Now, as Christians... We're supposed to set our sights on things above. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't have joy in this world, too. I would never stand up in here. Now, Paul does say to rejoice in your sufferings, but you never know what someone's going through. So I'm very, very careful to tell people to take joy in their pain. But we can find joy in this world, too. But the true meaning in our lives and the true hope that we have lies in Jesus and his promise to us that because he lives, we will live also, not just here, but in eternity. We think of things in terms of fair and unfair, people getting what they deserve, reaping what you sow. But since Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, we have all deserved an eternity without our God, outside of his presence. Think about how Adam and Eve li lived before the fall. The two of them living uncorrupted in a perfect relationship with their creator. They enjoyed what God had made for them. And there was no pain, no guilt, no shame, no sin or evil. I boggles my mind to try and think of an existence like that because I don't know. I've never known that. I don't think any of us here have. But when they ate from that tree that God forbid them to eat from, well, after that, we were all born guilty. 
And if we got what was actually fair, what we actually deserved, that would be a disaster for each and every one of us. God came to earth as a man. He came to his own creation and allowed himself to be treated with humiliation so that we could have what we did not deserve. No one is righteous, not even one. Pretty sure that's written somewhere. We have to remember that. Now, when the pain of life smacks us in the face, it hurts. And it happens to everyone. Faithful, faithless, generous, greedy, the effects of sin on earth does not discriminate. What's that old saying, 8 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy? It hits them all. Pain and loss affect us all. It's not about who deserves it and who doesn't. It's not about God punishing this one and not that one. We're going to have troubles in this life. Parents many times outlive their children. Senseless violence takes lives that makes no sense. Greed and evil have no concern for human decency. And I have absolutely no answer as to why that happens. That doesn't mean that God loves us any less. That doesn't mean that the promise Jesus gave us doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't mean he doesn't hear our prayers. I know it's easier to say and harder to believe when we are living in the middle of something that's really, really awful. Now, I'm quoting Jesus here, so moms out there, remember that. He compares the pain that we face in this world to what it's like to a woman giving birth to a child. Now, I, of course, cannot comprehend the pain of bearing children, but Jesus uses this scenario, and he must have done it for a reason. I'm guessing it hurts a lot. He's saying that the pain may be excruciating, it may be awful, but the sight of that newborn baby makes that mom forget. Now, maybe some of you remember the pain of bearing, bearing your children, but it doesn't matter anymore. When that child is in their arms, that pain doesn't matter. They have nothing but joy in their arms at that time. They have completely forgotten or put away the agony. And my guess is the joy of holding your kids was so great that even if you did remember how great the pain was, you weren't concerned about it anymore. You were thinking about what was happening right then, right there. And our lives here on earth are similar. And until we reach that day where there is no more weeping, no more tears, and no more pain, we're going to have struggles, loss, violence, you name it. But we hold on to Jesus, who knew pain and death. He felt it for us so that we would not get what was fair, so that we would not get what it is that we deserve. I haven't given you a movie illustration for a long time, so I'm going to hit you with one. I used this, this was, I used this for the first sermon I preached here at Faith. Not at this site, but at the other site. And 
In the 1992 film by Clint Eastwood called Unforgiven, maybe some of you have seen it, he's contracted to go out and kill these guys that have cut up these ladies with, not with a knife. He's cut up one of their faces. And these ladies hire Clint Eastwood, who has a reputation of being a murderer. But he settled down, married a woman, and had some kids. But he takes it. His wife has passed on, and he takes the contract, and he goes out with this other young guy who acts like he's a killer, but he's really not. And they find these guys. And the younger kid shoots one of the guys that they're hunting. He's no killer. And trying to talk himself into, into telling himself it was the just thing to do, he tells Clint Eastwood, he says, well, I guess they had it coming. And Clint Eastwood's remark to him was, we all got it coming. And then there's a sheriff looking for them. And I think he's played by Gene Hackman. And he kills Clint Eastwood's friend and puts his body out on display in front of his bar. Now, that didn't do, he didn't do himself any favors by doing that. And Clint Eastwood finds him. There's a shootout, but at the end, he's got Gene Hackman on the ground pointing a shotgun at his face. And Gene Hackman's character, Little Bill, says, I don't deserve this to die like this. And his last words to Gene Hackman were, deserves got nothing to do with it. Now, that was bad news for little Bill, but that is good news for us, that deserve has got nothing to do with it. Yes, we all have it coming, but deserve doesn't play into it. We don't get what's fair. We don't get what our deeds have earned us. We get what Jesus earned for us. And that is the good news. That's the hope that we live in each and every day. That's what gets us through the pain of this life is the promise of Jesus that because I live, you will live also. And in his precious name, amen. And at this time, as we collect our offerings, we just want to thank you for your offerings and your givings to support our ministry and spread of the gospel here at Faith. stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and they tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you Do you? 
understand. This love so Heavenly Father, we ask you to give us a spirit of contentment and a spirit of joy. Even though the pains of a broken world of sin often bring us down, Lord, help us to look past that into your kingdom and the time that you promised us when we will fear, no, we will have no more pain and our tears will turn to joy. Lord, we ask you to be with those who might be suffering, who are ill, hospitalized, facing surgery, recovering from surgery, especially in our prayers. We remember Shirley Schrader, Bob Zulsdorf, Lou and May Maylander, who were in a car accident about a week ago. Uh, we remember Leah, Mary and John Brandt's granddaughter, who's facing back surgery. Cindy Schneider, who's hospitalized. Jessica Powell for upcoming surgery. Beverly Burke, who is facing end of life as she's been placed on hospice. And just this day, Lord, we pray for Kathleen Bowman, who was in a car accident uh, this afternoon. We just pray that she is, uh, she's okay. And we pray for each and every one of these people, that you lift them up and heal them in body, mind, and spirit, according to your good and gracious will. Be with those who are anxious, depressed, addicted, Lord, sometimes you are the only one that can pull people out of the abyss of those situations. Lord, we ask you to be with those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We ask you to be with Jim Bubb as he lost his brother, Bill. He was called home this past week. It was a shock, Lord. We just ask that you be with Bill's family and be with Jim as they mourn the loss of Bill and uh, give them the strength they need uh, to get through this. We ask you to be with the family of Joan Miller, who was called to her heavenly home. Lift them up as only you can. We ask you to be with the family of Roberta Henning, who was removed from life support yesterday. The family of Pat Tate, 
all these called to their heavenly homes and in your hands, Lord, and in your kingdom. But their families grieve, even though they know that one day they will see them again in your kingdom. Lord, be with them in this world. Dry their tears and comfort their grief. Heavenly Father, we celebrate as you bring Rhett Wagner into your kingdom by water and word and holy baptism tomorrow. We ask that you be with his parents and his sponsors, that they might raise him and, and let him know how gracious and merciful and loving you are and that he grow in your love and knowledge of your word. And we ask you to be with us as we name those silently in our hearts and remember all those in our ongoing prayers. And we are bold to pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat of it. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples, and he said, Take and drink of it, all of you. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with all of you, and take a moment to share God's peace with those around you.
crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again. We believe. stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. We pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come. Help us to re remind us every day that we live in your mercy and forgiveness and that one day we will see you face to face where there will be no more pain, no more tears, and no more agony. And give us the strength we need to walk through this world with your promises as our strength. In your son's name we pray, amen. Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you peace. Amen.
trash town. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.